ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season 13, entitled The ABCs of Winning the Mental Game. We are celebrating our beautiful baby girl, Eliana Bell, with this season. But really, it is a call back to the fundamentals of how we show up and deliver the ABCs of the mental game, of the character game, of the consistency game. And so each episode denotes a different element of fundamental ways of operating that we know that if we apply on a consistent basis in our lives, it will allow us to show up as the absolute best version of ourselves and win our mental game. Today, we are talking about the letter L. And L is for love, 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 love. What does love have to do with human high performance? Well, to me, it has everything to do with human high performance because love is defined as two things, really, right? We think about love in general, and we think the first definition, an intense feeling of deep affection. But to me, in high performance, the the driver that love really has is the second definition, which is a great interest and pleasure in something. And I think that those that really achieve high performance excellence are not those that have to labor and fight and hate the whole journey and be so unimpressed with every element and stage that goes into it and fight against everything, but rather those that love or have a great interest and pleasure in what they're doing and how they're doing it on a day-to-day basis. Because again, we could say high-performance excellence is just outcomes. But how many people do you know in your life that have outcomes? They have money, they have a job title, they have a national championship, but they're absolutely miserable. We hear that in sport all the time, you know, of athletes who unfortunately they retire from their sport or their sport ends and they look back and they just... They have disdain on their whole career because they didn't enjoy the process. The The love of the game was stripped away from them. And I think that for us to really find high performance excellence and joy in our lives and how we operate, we need to reignite love in what we do. That great interest and pleasure in, in what we're doing in our lives. You know, for some of us that Maybe you you wanted you're in marketing, and you know in college you majored in marketing, and it was such an exciting season of your life because you're like I'm in the business school and I'm going to study marketing, and you have these ideas of what marketing is and working for a firm or being in a city or working with clients on creating something, and then you know you get into it and you're 15, 20, 30 years into your career of marketing, and it just is what it is, and there's no joy and passion and pleasure and excitement in what you're doing anymore because you've lost the love of your craft. And so at the Sulking Performance Group, you know, if you've listened to our podcast before, you know that we work with individuals, with sports teams, with business organizations on really how do we tap into the power of mindset and leadership to unleash performance excellence. And so you know, whether that's keynote addresses that we do or one-on-one performance coaching, a lot of times what we wind up talking about or getting to is, man, how do we recreate the essence and the love and the passion around what we do? Because here's the thing, if you don't care about what you do, nobody else is going to care about what you do. And if you don't love what you do and find pleasure in it, nobody else is going to care that you don't find pleasure in it. Does anybody else really care that you go home miserable every night? or that you go home just mediocre 
every night. When I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about uh, that movie back in the 90s, 10 Things I Hate About You, where that girl is like, I know you can be overwhelmed and I know you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? <laughs> like, I feel like we have so many people in our world just living in a state of whelmed. You know, they're not overwhelmed. I mean, some people are overwhelmed from a work standpoint, but they're not like super, super passionate about it. They don't massively love what they do and they don't really hate and loathe what they do, but they're in this just state of mediocrity, right? Of of placatedness, of numbness that we operate in our lives. And I think that that's what love can bring us. It can reignite a new level of how we operate and how we see the world. You know, Dr. Jordan Peterson, I love him. If you haven't listened to any of his work or read any of his books, go do it. Um, he's phenomenal. But one of the things he talks about um, of, of having kids and one of the joy of having kids, whether you have your own or you have nieces and nephews or you work with kids, is that by the time we're in our you know late 20s, early 30s, we've seen a lot of the stuff that we are going to see in our lives based on you know our level of life, if you will, you know? So if you have a gazillion dollars and you travel the world all the time, like by the time you're 28 or 30, you've probably seen most of those things. If you grew up in a small town and you live in a small town and that's where you'll you'll build your life and you live your life out, then you've seen most of the things by the time you're 28 or 30. So I'm just saying like whatever sort of band of life you find yourself in um, or, or, you know, the type of work that you do, what it demands of you. You know, if you're in the military and again, you travel the world and you see a ton of stuff, like by the time you're 20 or 30, you've sort of seen it all. And so the human brain <clears throat> responds to novelty. It likes new things, right? That's what sort of captivates it and perks it up. And the beauty of having children is that, you know, it's usually around those time frames. And for a kid, everything's new, right? There's this great interest or pleasure in the smallest of things. And so what he says is that, you know, at that age where all of a sudden the brain almost starts getting a little bit bored maybe with the world or numb to things, when you see the world through the eyes of a child, what 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 that does is that reminds you, wow, it is really cool when, you know, it's warm out, but the breeze blows or there's a there's a pile of leaves that you can run and jump in and the sounds that they make and the giggles that elicit from little kids when they're in that. You, you're reminded like, oh yeah, that's really neat and really special. And so I think that, you know, as we consider how do we reignite love in our lives, we have to understand that it's about finding this great pleasure in in even the mundane things and not allowing ourselves to be just whelmed, you know? I also think it's really fascinating if you look historically, so we have the word love, right? And I feel like we can either think about it as you know, this deep affection and intense feeling that we have for somebody, like we love somebody. Like I love my little girl, Ellie. I love my husband, Aaron, differently, obviously, but we just have one word, love. And then we can also say, I love doing mental performance work. I love leadership and culture work. So we have this word love and it's one word and it's sort of, we apply it in different ways. But what's really neat is the Greeks actually have eight different words for love. So check this out. These eight these eight words for love in, in Greek. The first is agape. And this is love for humanity. This, this, is, this is ultimately one of the reasons why I love applied sport and performance psychology is because I believe it can serve humanity. So I have an agape 
love, right? And then there's philatia. This is self-love. Like how do you how do you care and love yourself? I w- used to go to a church when I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, just over the hill or just over the border at Rock Hill, South Carolina. And it's called Transformation Church. And the, and the pastor, Derwin Gray, he's awesome. Check him out. He used to talk all the time. You have to love God upwards so we can love ourselves rightly inward so that we can love the world rightly outward. And that sort of process of upward, inward, outward. What is your self-love like? And I think that, you know, that has a negative connotation in our world. But if we don't rightly love ourselves in a grounded sense, it's really hard to love anyone or anything else. Then the Greeks talk about pragma, a love that lasts, like an enduring type of love, a mania or an all-consuming love. Then they've got eros, which is that romantic love, right? With my main man, Mr. A.A. Ron. It's that eros. That's, That's the kind of love that he and I get to share and experience together. Then you've got philia, and this is love between two friends. Have you ever heard of the city of Philadelphia? What is it? It's the city of brotherly love. Well, that's where that word comes from. That's that Greek word. And then you've got storage, which is familial love. And then you've got ludus, which is playful love. And so again, in our English language, we have this one word, love, but really there's so many variations to that. And when we can explore, you know, agape, philautia, pragma, mania, eros, philia, storage, ludus, you know, all of a sudden we can start to create more of an essence of our lives and hopefully find that great interest and pleasure in something. I want to share a quote with you um, that says, being deeply loved by someone gives you strength while loving someone deeply gives you courage. And I think I, I want to pair that again with these eight different types of love because you know, being loved by someone gives you strength, you know, or something, an organization. This is why companies can really think about how do we care for and love our people? Because it gives people strength and it allows us to continue to fight our good fight, even through some of the most challenging circumstances that we face as individuals, but also that companies can face. And then finally, loving someone deeply gives you courage You know, it allows you to believe in something, to fight for something, to stand up for something. And if you think about that, we don't only want that in our individual lives, we want that in our corporate lives as well. And we want that for our team members that are a part of our organization. So again, we see the importance of love being created and fostered and supported, given and received at both the individual level and the organizational level. So Again, L is for love. And this week, your championship mindset training is to think, where do I and how do I give and receive love personally as an individual? And where and how do I give and receive love organizationally on my team, in my classroom, in my organization? And if you are a leader of that team, classroom, organization, family, Think to yourselves, how do we create an environment of love where there's a feeling of deep affection and yet a great interest and pleasure in something? How do we reignite the love, the eight different types of love into our lives, understanding that when we do, we can show up as better individuals, as better teams, as better organizations, 
that not only win the mental game, but deliver high performance excellence on a more consistent basis. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Listen, if anything stood out to you, please shout it out on social media. I want to hear about it. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets on Facebook and LinkedIn at Selking Performance Group. And then check out our website, selkingperformance.com. You can find our book, Winning the Mental Game, the playbook for building championship mindsets there. Uh, You can also find a lot of free resources and meet our performance coaching team. And then you can send me an email through our website or directly drselking at selkingperformance.com if you're interested in keynote speaking or any of those performance coaching. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.